Welcome to Franchise Fix. My name is Ted, and on this podcast, I discuss TV shows based on franchises that we all know and love. Today, we're discussing Star Wars The Bad Batch Episode 3, Replacements. Yes, I know it's Monday of the next week, and I'm talking about an episode that aired last Friday. I know I'm late to the game, uh, but better late than never, I guess. Uh, Anyway, let's get on with this episode. Spoilers ahead. We begin the episode with the Bad Batch's ship having some issues. They're suddenly thrown out of hyperspace and they're about to crash land on a desolate moon. Tech is able to safely land the ship, but they find that the ship's capacitors sustained damage in the last episode while fighting against the regs. They have a replacement, but they can't seem to find it right away. On Kamino, meanwhile, Crosshair has been designated as the commander of an elite trooper squad composed of himself and conscripted human soldiers. The project is being overseen by Tarkin and led by Admiral Rampart, and their goal is for the conscripted soldiers to be trained by clones to work together and eventually take over as the troopers that the Empire uses. Rampart's thinking is that the troopers that voluntarily join the Empire will have an immense amount of loyalty, more so than the clones, to the cause and therefore end up being superior soldiers. Back to the Bad Batch, some kind of creature has stolen and run off with the spare capacitor. Tech suggests that it might be an Ordo Moon Dragon, which is attracted to the energy that the capacitor emits. Back on Kamino, Tarkin orders Crosshair and his new crew to wipe out Saw Gerrera and his crew on Onderon. They go and attack Saw's camp, and the Rebels nearly escape in their ship, but the pilot is sniped by Crosshair while trying to take off. Crosshair kills one Rebel, who says that she doesn't know where Saw is. He's about to kill the rest, who are seemingly innocent, but the one trooper actually intervenes and says that he and the rest of the conscripted soldiers are not going to kill civilians. Crosshair gives his patented Good Soldiers Follow Orders line, says that he's going to do whatever needs to be done to complete the mission, and kills the trooper who confronted them. And after that, after the rest of them are thoroughly terrified of him, Crosshair orders them to finish off their captives. Back on the moon, Hunter is incapacitated by the dragon and Omega goes after it. When she finds its cave and the capacitor inside, it seems like the dragon's going to attack her, but actually backs off after she turns off her flashlight. She throws the flashlight to the other side of the cave and the dragon proceeds to try to eat it, distracted. She grabs the capacitor and escapes to meet back up with Hunter. One more time back to Kamino, the Kaminoan Prime Minister is fearful of the Empire's move away from contracting them to create and train clones. He mentions what seems to be a last-ditch experimental clone that they would need to use a current clone to create. He also says that they only need one of these current clones to create it, but he's not worried about that because the clones are basically Kaminoan property. Finally, to wrap up the episode, Wrecker shows Omega that he made her a room of her own on the ship, and she loves it despite how crudely put together it is. So, now that the summary's out of the way, let's get into my thoughts on the episode. I thought this episode was a bit of a filler type episode, and it was the shortest one we've had so far, coming in at about 20 minutes, if you don't count the 7 minutes of credits at the end. A few things did stick out to me though, and I want to talk about those. So first, 
This episode represented some small growth in the dynamic between Cloverforce 99 and Omega. Though they seem reluctant to do so at first, Hunter ends up allowing Omega to join him in the retrieval of the capacitor. This ends up showing some trust that is growing between them, especially after Omega was the reason that they ended up succeeding in this mission, and he's learning to seemingly let go of some of the preconceived notions he had about her technically being a child. He seems to be treating her more as a fellow clone rather than some burdensome little kid. It's also nice to see that the other members of the crew are accepting her as one of their own, as Wrecker takes it upon himself to decorate her quarters and provide her with her own space. Another interesting dynamic is that of the conscripted soldiers and their leader Crosshair. Crosshair is compelled to follow orders after his inhibitor chip functions are amplified in the first episode, but he has a conflict with the trooper who refuses to murder innocent civilians. After Crosshair makes an example of that trooper, the rest of the conscripted soldiers follow his lead, seemingly out of fear. Now, what makes this interesting to me is that Rampart, the guy running the show here, believes that volunteerism is what ultimately will make a loyal soldier. But it seems, at least for right now, that having literal control over troopers may be the most advantageous thing to the Empire, and that's what the clones currently offer. It's going to be interesting to see where things go as far as the transition from the clone army to the hapless troopers who can't hit the broadside of a bantha that we get in the original trilogy era. I'll also be keeping an eye on what the Kaminoans are doing, as a low demand for their services seems to have made them desperate enough to use experimental methods to gain back the business in favor of the Empire. I wish there were more clues as to what that's going to look like, but we at least know that they need one clone to create their experimental soldier. Overall, this episode was okay to me. I'm intrigued by some of the character and power dynamics moving forward and the prospect of some kind of uber-clone abomination. That seems pretty cool. But this episode just felt a little bit like a pit stop and doesn't do as much to move things forward as the first two episodes. That being said, I think that's to be expected at some point since this show is going to be 16 episodes longer than something like, say, The Mandalorian. And... You know, we can't expect every episode to be like the first episode, which was basically movie length, and even the second episode, which was closer to about a half hour. So, that wraps up the discussion on Bad Batch Episode 3. Be sure to check back next week when I talk about Episode 4, and I'll try to get that pot out sooner than three days after the episode airs. Lastly, please like and subscribe on YouTube if you like our content. Follow us at Franchise Flicks on Twitter. And be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. If you want to follow us further, you can follow Andy at twitch.tv slash Darth Buckman and on TikTok at Darth Buckman. You can follow Zach on Twitch at twitch.tv slash GrandMoffZZ and on Twitter at GrandMoffZZ. Last but not least, check out the all-Star Wars virtual book club created by Zach called Sacred Jedi Texts on YouTube and your favorite podcast app. Thanks and catch you on the next one.